Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. It's a Friday, 10, 11 our time. 22nd of September 2023, Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. Great to have you with us. We've got UMD Soccer co-captain Sarah Stain coming up at about 1035. Conversation recorded earlier this week as the Bulldogs are hosting Augustana tonight at Miloski Stadium. We'll preview that and talk about their season up to this point. First, Bulldog hockey two weeks away. Two weeks from tonight, the UMD women kick off their season against Long Island University at Amsoil Arena. It is today that we've seen some action in Division I women's hockey. First games of the season coming up this weekend in D1 women's hockey. As we preview the upcoming Bulldog hockey season, joining us, our friend from the Duluth News Tribune, DuluthNewsTribune.com, Matt Wellens. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bruce. Uh, let's uh, get right into this, and we'll start with the women because they play first uh, two weeks from tonight at Amsoil. And some news this week involving 11 UMD alums that were selected in the PWHL draft on Monday in Toronto. You and I were, uh, were kind of looking at this uh, via web stream from the CBC uh, studios in Toronto. They did a really nice job putting this together and really cool to see the UMD program leading all the country in having the most alums drafted this week. Yeah, it was Im- impressive to see. Uh, that wasn't a stat uh, – th- First off, that draft ran long. Yeah, the um, NFL draft has nothing on that. Yeah, it was uh, it was a long. Uh, I think the first two rounds or the first four rounds took took two hours, and there's only six teams in the league right now. So uh, after that, it, it did speed up uh, once they the, the live stream kind of once they uh, moved away from the produced uh, portion of it and and then just started running through players and such. Um, but no, it, it seemed like a cool event. Uh, I was following, you know, a couple former Bulldogs on on social media. Gabby Hughes, Ashton Bell, um, Katarina Merzova was over there. Emma Soderberg, uh, a bunch of them. Maggie Flaherty was at the draft. Uh, following a bunch of them, bunch of them on social media. Looks like they got the red carpet um, professional treatment, Bruce. Um, you know, I had someone ask me about this draft. They're like. The one thing that sort of bugged me about the event was it made it out to be like this is the first ever yeah. pro women's hockey league that ever existed. Right. And um, I thought that was a little disrespectful to the, to the PHF. Um, I know that league was far from perfect, and um, the PWHL right now is far from perfect, right? We don't have arenas announced or team names. It would have been great to have team names uh, by draft day here and everything, um, you know, for a league that wants to start in January, but um, I'll say what they did do right, and, and what is a first was a first-class event, actually treating the, the athletes as, as professionals. Um, you know, a lot of them have, have wisely signed with agencies. Uh, they got agents now that, that are helping, and, um, you know, some of those agencies really went all out and, and made it a special day for those players. So it was. It, 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 was, a, it was a cool event as, as someone who's followed, you know, women's college hockey now for the last uh, nine seasons, you know, 10 years here, I guess a decade. It was kind of cool to see um, former rivals kind of getting together, you know, later in the draft, 
they were having, you know, players that have already been drafted going up there and, and calling up names. And, you know, it, it, it was cool to see, you know, national team players, you know, from other countries getting together. It, it did really have that pro sports feel that, um, without a doubt, previous women's pro leagues have not had, whether it's the PHF slash NWHL or the old Canadian Women's Hockey League. Minnesota drafted four of the 11 UMD alumni, which so makes it easy to want to follow the uh, the newish white caps that are going to call themselves. But you know there, there are alums that are sprinkled all over this league. Montreal is the only team that did not draft the next Bulldog on Monday and hasn't signed one yet. So you know, if you want to follow the, the this new league, you've got an excuse to because we've got alumni scattered all over the place. Did anything surprise you? I, I kind of know what I would how I would answer this. I want to see how you, what you have to say. Did anything surprise you as to how these Bulldogs came off the board on Monday? Yeah, Boston got the steal of the draft with Emma Soderberg in the 10th round overall. Like, like that's insane. Um, Emma Soderberg's one of the top goaltenders in the world. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I have multiple theories on, on why she maybe went that late. Um, but it, it, it's crazy, you know. I mean, hey, I get it. Some of these teams that you're trying to balance two things here, right? Like, you want to have big names that fans recognize here in North America um, that are going to draw people in to, to watch these games. Because the sounds of it, they want to play some of these uh, some of these teams' home rinks might be NHL venues. So yep. they want to try and sell some tickets and such. So you want to bring in big names. I don't know. Emma Soderberg's a huge name. If you've been following the WCHA, obviously if you're a Bulldog fan and such, and and even in international hockey, you should be familiar with Emma Soderberg, but maybe it's not a big name that's going to sell tickets. I don't know. Uh, Boston for for picking her up. The the other shot, like Alyssa Chiguerre going round five, 28 overall. Um, Great grab by New York. Uh, You mentioned Montreal not getting any Bulldogs. That's the Bulldog that Montreal would have liked. And I'm sure Giguere would have liked to stay in Montreal as well. She was signed to play in Montreal in the PHF for this year before, um, you know, eventually, you know, before that league. Uh, I don't want to say folded; it was dissolved. The PWHL bought up the PHF and dissolved the league. Um, they they are the ones that own, by the way, all the all the the team names. So while it doesn't sound like they're going to use Whitecaps in Minnesota, you know, I don't think any of us here are going to complain if they bring the name back. So. Um, but yeah, it was impressive. You know, Ashton Bell going second round, eighth overall. Um, I think that's, you know, Ottawa recognized, you know, Ottawa I thought was an impressive draft. They drafted Bell and Hughes. Um, their strategy obviously was they're thinking long term with this draft, where Toronto went with Jocelyn LaRock, you know, second overall. Um, that's a big name that's going to draw in fans that everyone in Toronto is going to recognize. Um, Ashton Bell and Gabby Hughes going in the second and fourth round, respectively, to Ottawa. That's a franchise that's thinking long term. They wanted to use the draft, obviously, to bring in some you know up and coming young talent that um, is going to be around and make impacts for a while. Matt Wellens, the Luth News Tribune. I am a big Jocelyn LaRock fan, going back to when she was at UMD. So this you know this dates you know fifteen, sixteen years, whatever it ends up being. I'm not good at math, but I I can't say I'm surprised. 
that the team that's going to be in the center of the hockey universe with the quotey quotes around it is the one that wants to win right away and drafted the 35-year-old second overall. That, that, if, you'd have, if you'd have told me to guess which team's taken LaRock in round one, I would have, I would have said Toronto easily because just that. They, they want to win right away. You know, Damn the torpedoes. We're, we're going to go and put a competitive team on the ice right away. Whereas, you know, like you said, you've got some teams that are clearly thinking more long-term with this. Well, the men's professional team in Toronto doesn't show any hope of winning anything anytime soon. So, well, there's that. You know, hopefully the women can uh, help that city out. You know, often, you know, kind of like how the Minnesota Lynx have, have helped out this state of Minnesota. You know, without them, it'd be a long time. Uh, what, the Twins in 1991? Not to bring up uh, old wounds here. Where's Nate Wells in his countdown uh, on 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 Twitter, the platform formerly known as Twitter, right? Um, to find us of the the hurt that Minnesota has, has had, you know. Um, turn to the women, you know. Maybe the women can get it done in Toronto, and that city can finally celebrate a hockey championship here. Uh, Matt, the Bulldog Insider newsletter that uh, comes out every Friday morning during the season or whenever developments warrant uh, just came into my inbox about ten o'clock here, top of the hour. Uh, you've got the uh, the latest on the PWHL draft, the article you wrote earlier this week, and also a feature uh, on the UMV men who started official practice on Monday. Scott Sandlin, who will be joining us on the radio show on Tuesday, uh, talking about you know, and he's him and I have talked about this a, a number of times over the years that. You know, he's always trying to get better, and, and, and when something goes wrong, the first thing he does is looks at himself, and, and last season was no different. Yeah, he did, but he didn't, you know, panic. It, right. You know, as, as, you, as Scott told us at, at Media Day, if everyone was expecting, you know, Scott to make these crazy drastic changes after one bad season, you're, you're mistaken. And, and I thought Adam Krause, um, after I talked to Scott on Media Day and I talked to Luke Lowheit, at XL, I, I realized I need to talk to Adam Kraus because this guy has been around Scott as a player, as a captain, and now as a coach for a long time. Um, I wanted Adam Kraus's insight, and, and I thought it was telling. I remember it jumped out to me, too. I can't remember if it was after the 2018, the, 20, the 2018 or 2019 championship, and I can't remember if it was on a podcast or when we asked Scott about this. But I remember, you know, we asked Scott, and, and I say we, someone in the media, because I don't remember if it was me or someone else ask Scott, um, you know, how long do you take to enjoy, you know, that, that nat- a national championship and, and let it soak in and, and such and digest it? And I think he said like a day, <laughs> you know, it was like a day, you know, and then, then he's already moving on and looking on to next season. And it's not because he like doesn't take time to enjoy the, the good things of life and everything like that. I thought the insight Adam Krause provided in the story, and, and, and please go read it at DuluthNewsTribune.com uh, backslash Bulldog Insider. You can find it there. Um, you know, Krause gives perspective. It's, it's not necessarily about going out and winning another championship. It's about making sure the next group of student-athletes that come into UMD have just as good of an experience as the, the ones that have already, you know, come in. You know, every, he wants every team to have the best experience and if you spend too much time dwelling on, on the past, even if that past is only a few days old, um, it takes away from, from that next group coming in. So that, that really stood out to me, and um, I appreciate Krause, uh taking the time while he was out recruiting one morning to, to chat with me by phone and, and provide that insight. Yeah, the guy never stops, and that's, that's one thing that's, you know, people ask me, he, he's, he is driven. 
Driven is the word, and he never stops. He, he's always competing. He's always trying to, to find the, the next guys that can get them to whatever level they're going to get to, and I'm excited to see what this group does here. Because the other thing that I've noticed, and I've talked to Luke a couple of different uh, – Luke Lohite, the captain, a couple different times now since he was anointed the captain, and, and talking to Scott at midseason in July, and so these are separate conversations where they're saying the same things. There's a little. I feel like there's there's a there's a lockstep with the. I'm not saying it wasn't there last year, but it wasn't as, it wasn't as prevalent. I don't think last year. There's a concerted effort to be on the same page from the coaching staff on down. Yeah, I think I'm not going to say everyone got complacent, but and Luke Lohite was telling me about this, and uh, this is something that also stood out to me. He said there was a lot of. And I think we have fans and writers just were waiting for it, right? That switch. When is this switch going to get flipped? You know, we saw it the year before, right? Like the Bulldogs ended the regular season. They, they were looking rough, and then they went into the postseason, and Ryan Fancy turns into a brick wall, and they're scoring goals at, at key times. And um, the only reason they don't make the, the Frozen Four out of Loveland is, you know, a puck takes a weird bounce you know, off the off the glass and off fancy. It's like one of those you know, once-in-a-hundred-year goals. So you're thinking, you know, and, and Scott kind of said it a, a little bit, you know, why, why change things if it's not broke? Um, I think things have been broke for maybe a couple of years. And, uh, you know, the one quote that stood out to me from Luke was, he's not going to wait for things to happen anymore. He's going to, you know, take charge and, and speak up beforehand. Um, they're not going to wait for that switch to get flipped. They're going to be more proactive this season with, you know, um, whatever it may be that, that they see on, on the team. So um, last year's team was young, too. Like, we forget that. Um, and I think we all take for granted that 17-18 season. That was also a really young team that struggled for much of the regular season and barely got into the NCAA tournament and then one on that run. And it'd be interesting if 17-18 if doesn't happen, I wonder how we perceive, you know, the young group that came in last year. And, and it probably doesn't – it's not just UMD. It probably hurts a lot of teams, right? Like that 17-18 team has set a standard in the sport that honestly is unrealistic. Yep. Um, though that group's going to go down in, in history for what they did. As That was that was special. That was really in, in, incredible. Um that they were able to do that. It's, it's tough, and, and I think it's even tougher now with the transfer portal because if that season doesn't turn out like maybe you want, um, you know, we see players, you know, quit and move on and, and, and go elsewhere, and, and they have that right to, to play somewhere else if they don't feel like it's the good fit. Everyone else in college gets to do it, right? Yep. Like you go to a university and decide after a year, I don't think this is right. I'm going to switch by major and, and switch schools. That, that's fine. But, um, you know, it, it is such a different different environment now. Um, and it does make you appreciate what that 17-18 team did. Uh, Matt, we got to fly. Tell people where, again, where you can uh, they can read your material. And, of course, we've got I've got a source that tells you the podcast is returning very, very soon. Yes, Bulldog Insider Podcast is coming back next week. Uh, I heard you were you you might be on that episode, Bruce. Uh, the little birdie said that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. According to sources, uh, Zach Bruce and I uh, are going to preview the season on Bulldog Insider. You can find that wherever you get a podcast, and then of course uh, the 
easy shortcut to find all my uh, UMD hockey coverage, Duluth.com backslash Bulldog Insider. Go check it out. Appreciate it, Matt, and uh, enjoy the weekend. you got a couple left here before we get cranked up. Thanks, Bruce. All right, Matt Wellens, Duluth News Tribune, DuluthNewsTribune.com. Bulldog Insider, the uh, the newsletter, you can subscribe to that. It's free. Comes in my inbox every Friday during the hockey season. A good reminder of what's uh, going on with the Bulldog men's and women's programs. 1027, more to come. Bruce Siski Show, Friday morning, 610, 103.9 KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The University of Minnesota football team is traveling to Northwestern today to take on the Wildcats tomorrow night. We'll have a preview next. How much can you save when you shop Cub? Let's just say you might need a bigger cart. We've lowered prices, so you save more. On Essential Every Day, it's easy to see the savings. Across the aisles, from pantry products, to frozen foods, to delicious dairy, and more. Your family will love it, guaranteed, or your money back. Shop Cub and save today. My Cub, my way. See store for details. Golden Gopher defensive tackle Logan Richter of Purim is coming off of last week's game in North Carolina where he registered a career-high five tackles. You know, it was a lot of fun just being out there with the guys. You know, every day we talk about it's a new opportunity for us to get better. Uh, ultimately, we came up short, but I think we, we did a good job this week of getting together and uh, studying the film better, getting in with each other, and just making sure that, you know, we have a better outcome this week. For you personally, how has it been, too, to get in more game action? Yeah, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It just comes from, you know, all my teammates, my coaches, you know, Coach Debo, I played with him for a year back in 2019. So just him kind of, you know, saying, relaying the same messages that he relayed to me as a player and now as a coach. I think everybody, um, including myself, has just taken that and we've we ran with it. It's been it's been really good. Northwestern this weekend, uh, the Gophers have been down there a few times in your time. What can you tell us about this year's version of the Northwestern offense? Big up front, good quarterback, strong backs, and I think you know we've been done a really good job of game planning them, watching film, kind of seeing what they do and all that stuff. So it's going to be a great battle out there. If you guys can get out there, come and watch us row. That's go for defensive tackle Logan Richter. You can hear my entire interview with Logan by listening to tomorrow's Gopher Radio Network pregame show from Evanston, Illinois. Coverage starts at 4.30. The game kicks at 6.30. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Coast to coast. They're right there in front of us. They don't see them. Late nights on KDAL. is our time. We'll set you up for the next week on the radio show coming up. Also, tape the conversation earlier this week with the co-captain of the UMD soccer team, Sarah Stang. Bulldogs made some history on Sunday in Miloski Stadium. They look to get a couple of more big wins at home this weekend with Augustana and Wayne State coming to town. My conversation with Sarah Stang comes your way after CBS News on KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. I'm always curious about these things, but is your real name Gregory? Uh... No, sir. My real name is Atmanand. How do you get Gregory from that? Gregory was assigned to me by NavGuide. Why did they let you use your real name? They say many Americans find our real names hard to pronounce. Oh. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to play by their rules anymore. From now on, I'm going to call you Amanand. Right. Atmanand. What is it? Amanand. Atmanand. Atmanand. Well, I'm going to call you Gregory because that name's a nightmare, buddy. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAO. 10.39. Jeff Papis, Monday Bulldog football talk. 
Miami hockey coach Chris Bergeron on Tuesday. UMD football coach Kurt Weezy also with us on Tuesday. UMD volleyball head coach Jim Booz joins us on Wednesday. Also next week we'll be chatting with a couple of incoming UMD Athletic Hall of Famers, former volleyball star Jolyn Hansen and ex-football star Russ Robbie, both on the radio show with us next week times tbd umd soccer team home this weekend augustana tonight wayne state tomorrow we talked this week with cap co-captain sarah stang okay sarah i'm gonna ask you this question i'm gonna need you to be completely honest have you ever been a part of something that set a record before um before sunday before sunday no. yeah 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 <laughs> i have not no how cool was that it was, like, insane. Like, I was telling everybody that that was, like, the most fun I've ever had, like, during a game before. Like, it was awesome. Uh, for those who don't know, Anatobius from the uh, Bulldog soccer team scored three goals a minute and eight seconds apart, setting an all-time Division Two record for the fastest hat trick. I, I, that had to feel good on so many different levels, to, not only to win a game like that, Sarah, but have the offense break through the way it did in the second half. Yeah, it was so fun. And I was even, too, like, after she scored the first one, I, like, knew that she was going to, like, keep scoring. And it was actually just, like, so weird to think about how she did because I just, like, knew it, that she was going to get a hat trick. I don't know, like, how or why, but I just had that feeling. I believe Jackie Jairs had a couple of really quick goals in an earlier game as well. Is this this you guys' thing, your score goals in bunches? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We're talking to a UMD soccer fifth-year senior and co-captain Sarah Stang. Uh, tell me, just the, you know, this is a, a program that's got quite the lineage here in the last thirty years. Uh, tell me, for for you, the honor of of being a captain on this team. Yeah, it's a huge honor. Just like getting to like wear that band and be with like my teammates who like we train hard every day and have like been through a lot with like the COVID year and all that. And so to finally like especially after last year have like a breakthrough season in some sort of way compared to the year before, like yeah, it's definitely an honor. You've been a captain before uh, when you're you're a captain of the Noka High School. So, are there things that you learned when you were a captain in high school about being a captain, about being one of of the the kind of the called upon leaders on a team that you've helped kind of maybe help you with this role here in 2023? Yeah, for sure. Because I even like my sister was a captain before me at Anoka because we played together and just like seeing kind of like what she did and like learning from that and then being a captain myself senior year it like for sure has helped me just like to lead by example in like every way like on and off the field and a lot of that I've like carried through to UMD now. Sarah you you can learn things from other captains along the way and and every I think every good captain in every sport they learn from from those that have come before them at the same time you have to be you is that something you maybe you've learned along the way too you you can you can take things from other great leaders but you have to be yourself at the same time yes for sure and I think 
being captains alongside like Lauren and Jackie, we all kind of have like our own like form of leadership in a way too. And like our coaches like tell us too, like we're not all going to be the same sort of captains and we're not, which I think is something like super special and unique that we all bring a different form of leadership to the table. You mentioned your older sister was a captain at Anoka before you. Uh, Your dad played soccer at at the University of California, Santa Barbara. So soccer is in your blood. What are your first memories playing the game? Um, I would, uh, like, my dad was my coach. I always remember that. And, like, playing with my sister, we would go to, like, the park all the time. And we would even, like, create our own, like, little leagues within, like, our neighborhood, which was fun. And then, yeah, we just grew up, like, always playing together and stuff, even with, like, my whole family. Were there other sports that you played growing up, or was it always just soccer? It was mainly just soccer, yeah. Was was this like for you? You know, you you got to play Division Two soccer. That's no small achievement. Uh, along the way here, was there a point where you thought, you know, this this is for me. This is what I want to do. I, I don't want to play anything else. I want to be a soccer player and take it as far as I can. Yeah, I found that out pretty young, just because I had so much fun playing, and like that's the only thing I ever wanted to do. So I think I knew that that was like the only sport that I wanted to focus on and like really work hard to like be better at. Talking to a UMD soccer fifth-year senior team co-captain Sarah Stang. And what are your thoughts on, on the season so far? You've gotten a couple of wins. You get we get you know, the big league win against Crookston on Sunday. So one and one start to conference play. But you know, what do you think about where your team is sitting right now? Is is you guys really getting to the meat of the schedule starting this weekend? Yeah, I think we've definitely learned a lot about ourselves already from this first weekend, which we definitely will use just to like keep growing throughout the season. But obviously we wanted a different result on Friday. But like I said, as much as we didn't play to the best of our abilities, I think it taught us a lot about like our mental side of things and how we just like need to be better throughout the season. And now we're after the Sunday win. I think we're really excited and ready for this weekend. Did you feel like you guys played St. Cloud twice in a span of a week? Did you feel maybe you played them a little better the second time? A scoreline is different. I know that. But but looking at some of the, the, the numbers, it, it looks like maybe you played them a little better Friday than you did the first time. Yeah, the first half, we, like, didn't really play, and so that was super disappointing. But then in the second half, we definitely, like, gave them a run for their money. Unfortunately, we just, like, didn't have enough time with how we started the game to, like, have the scoreline reflect that. But I think if we played how we played in the second half, the whole game, it definitely would have been different for us. Uh, Sarah, tell me about the dynamic with with the rest of the captains and and some of the older players that you guys have on this team. How do you guys work together? I think we work together great just because kind of like what I said earlier, we all have like our own thing. We're all a little bit different. And so it like works well with each other. And we all like trust each other, listen to each other. And like we just want to do what's best for the team. So it's good that we're all on the same page with that. As you guys look ahead here, and we'll talk about this weekend in a second, this is a very, very difficult conference. How good do you feel about what you've done so far and the potential this team has to make some noise in the Northern Sun as you get into the conference season? Really really getting going here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I think this weekend is going to be huge for us with Augustana being ranked pretty high. 
and I think we always play them super hard and the conference is tight so we need like any point that we can get and so we're definitely looking forward to playing them and getting that started off this weekend. Uh, Sarah you guys just missed out on the conference tournament last year I, I believe on a tiebreaker how much does that fuel your group the, the players that you have returning you've got a lot of older players some good leaders on this team it, it, it can be almost you can almost use it too much right but but how much has this kind of been fuel for you in the preparation for the season you want to get back in the league tournament yeah, that is huge feel for us because as fifth years and even the seniors, like we have not made playoffs yet since we've been here. And that's like the main focus since like day one of preseason is that like we are making the playoffs this year. And so that's like yeah, huge fuel for us this season. Yes, you mentioned it's a big test against the nationally ranked opponent in Augustana Friday night, 6 o'clock for the kickoff at Miloski Stadium. Uh, you know, what do you know about the Vikings? And, and, and you know, like you said already, you know, any points you can get, you're, you're trying to get in a league tournament, the top eight get in, any points you can get along the way are huge. Yeah, especially with, like, no overtime rules. We saw that, like, last year that it's going to be so tight and just every point matters. On Sunday, you guys host Wayne State. It is Alumni Day. Uh, this is a program that's got a rich history over the last 30 years. Uh, Greg Kane, the only coach this program's ever known. Uh, he's in his 30th year at the university. What's it mean to, to have Alumni Day and have so many of your great alumni come back for that big day? Yeah, I'm super excited to have everybody back because it just brings such a good vibe to the team, seeing all the people that have, like, been in our shoes and are, like, supporting us through the way, and they all, like, want the same goal that we want, and so it's super fun to see that. Before I let you go, uh, there is something I like to do with a lot of the student-athletes. You're majoring in marketing and professional sales. Take me through a normal day, not a game day, just a normal day for Sarah Stang. Yeah, so usually I just wake up and I have class. Now I just have a few classes since it is my fifth year. And then I'll either, if we have practice, I'll just, like, get ready for, like, lift and then practice after that. Or I'll work sometimes, too, now since my schedule is lighter in class. What, uh, you know, as, as you look here, you know, what's it like having a little lighter schedule? And, and I'm not saying you're not focused on your classes, your schoolwork, because it's important as you're finishing up. But, but what's it like having a little bit lighter schedule, maybe allowing yourself a little more opportunity to focus on the, on the practices and, and preparation in games? No, yeah, it's been super nice having, like, more time to just, like, prepare myself and like be able to like go do treatment with Rachel and just like make sure I'm being like very diligent on like keeping myself as healthy as I can be and like as ready for every practice because we need to like use every practice as like a huge like step before each game during the weekend so it's been really nice to have some more time for that was the decision to come back for a fifth year for you an easy one i know a lot of kids they they, they've got their lives planned out and and you know they've got things lined up and and they're ready to move on but but you decided to come back once that was opened up here with with the covid year in 2020 was that easy for you to, to make that decision to come back 
Yeah, I always knew that I like wanted more and like wanted like my four years to like do as much as I could for this program and so I had like decided that even before last season that like I was going to like be coming back for a fifth year. That is Bulldog co-captain Sarah Sting. Bulldogs versus Augustana tonight at 6 and then Wayne State Sunday at noon at Miloski Stadium. UMVBulldogs.com for tickets. Also info on kicks for causes back starting this weekend. 10.50, usher in the weekend with Mr. Craig in a moment on KDAL. 10.59, wrap things up on this Friday. We'll be back on Monday, 10 o'clock. Jeff Papis, Bulldog football. He'll have to call in Marshall tomorrow. UMD in Southwest Minnesota State on 98.9 FM. Also next week, head football coach at UMD, Kurt Weezy, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. Brad's next. Have a great weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well, no, I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What'd you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFF, and 610 KDAL Duluth Superior, a Midwest communication station. KDAL.